0: Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Scho. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Thanks again for joining me this week. I really do appreciate it. I, uh, I'm actually getting it out on Tuesday. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> Sorry about last week's episode. That week just totally got away from me. Um, tonight, I think I'd like to talk about. Uh, let's see. How about self-esteem? So I think what we've we've covered so far in the past is uh, you know taking back your personal power, talking about whether or not your career is aligned with your passion, and then. Uh, I think last week's episode was support systems. So the this, the thing behind all of the things that I've talked about previously um, is definitely self love. You know, self respect, self confidence. You know, whatever word you want to use for it, um, it's it's a pretty big deal because it it really does define who you are. If um, you know, when I did the episode about taking back your personal power. You can't take back your personal power if you feel that you're not worthy of it. If you feel that um, you're not a good person or you don't like yourself, you know, what What does that mean um, for you? You know, how can you create a good support system of people who care about you if you can't even care about yourself? Um, you know, again, how can you have passion about your career if you don't love yourself enough to have a career that, that, you know, makes you happy and that you want to succeed at and that you want to grow and these kind of things. You know, what's funny is I have worked with many people over the years and I'm talking with some, some pretty incredible people that I've worked with who, you know, some of them physically in the top 1% of humanity. I, I mean, literally, um, anything that you can think of physically, they, they have, they have the looks, they have the talent, they have the charisma, Everything. They have the, the wealth, all these things. But then when they get, uh, when I get them alone and I'm talking to them, they have the lowest self-esteem. They think they're bad people. They think that they've done things and they're ashamed of themselves. They think they're never good enough. Um, And it's just, this hasn't been just one person. I, I mean, this has been like a myriad of people where when I'm working with them and I start talking to people, Um, it comes out that self-loathing, self-worth, um, you know, the way that they beat themselves up, the way that they refuse to post anything without a filter, you know, when you are really heavy and big into Instagram and you're using a filter on every, every picture, every video that you use because you're so ashamed of your looks or you're so ashamed of what you're going to say, or you're so ashamed of, of that one wrinkle. Or, or whatever that, that comes out, or that your your abs aren't six-pack enough, or they're not eight-packs, or, you know, whatever. Working in the fitness industry, I, I've dealt with a lot of that, where you have these incredible, talented, professional executives and athletes and business owners that I'm working with. And what's holding them back is that they just have the negative impacts of a low self-esteem, low self-confidence, um, you know, and, and low self-esteem, um, can affect you in many different ways in your life. If, if it goes unchecked, it can lead to some serious mental health issues. Um, you know, depression, anxiety, um, you, you know, uh, suicide attempts, cutting, uh, all, all of these things. Um, and just basically just feeling like you're worthless and that just, you know, and, I, and I've been there, you know, I'm going to, God damn, I've been there. Fuck. You know, it's like, in my 20s and 30s, every time that I passed by a mirror, I would just look at it and think about what a a horrible person I was. And and I felt that way. um, It's hard to talk about, sorry. I I felt that way because I was constantly told that by others. I was told that by people that I worked with. um, I was told that by family members. I Was told that by society, just for the fact that I'm gay. Uh, I had to hide so much of my life, um, and, and it, it was just—it it was very difficult. It was very difficult to live when the person you're looking at in the mirror is your worst enemy, and—and and, and that's a horrible way to live. The funny thing is, is I always had a really positive outlook uh on life and and like always felt that one day things are get better and uh, i guess the right word is hope i always had hope so i never let the low self-esteem and low self-worth take me down it kept me down but it never took me down there's a difference there and and what i'm trying to say is is that i didn't succeed I, i i didn't take chances i didn't do things that i should have done because I felt like I was not good enough, but I was always hopeful that one day I would be. Um, and, and luckily I, I was, I've been with my husband now for 31 years. Uh, he is the, he's my rock and he is the biggest reason that I was able to, to lose all of that programming. You know, it's like your first 20 years, you, you have all this programming of low self-worth, low everything, you know, from, you know, high school bullies, being gay in the eighties, um, parents that, that just, they, they, they did the best they could, but they didn't, they didn't give me what I needed, uh, in, in a lot of ways. So I ended up making it to where I am today, but it took me a lot longer to get here because I didn't have the guidance and the discipline that, that, that I wish I had, you know, people nowadays, they're like, you know, don't discipline your kids, just let them be them. And it's like, God, I, I'm was that and no it sucks you get into your your 20s and you feel like and I always felt so entitled and I was always like no I deserve this or I, I you know or I played the victim and you know screw all that you know if I would have had strong role models in my life growing up who held me accountable and and set boundaries and just made me understand what discipline was then when I got out on my own I would have understood what discipline was and I would have I, I would have been a different person. So, for you right now, I'm hoping that as you're listening to this podcast, some of the things I'm saying are kind of kind of hitting some feels buttons because there, there are things that you're you're feeling, and there are things that that are just like, huh, you know, things are good and I feel good, but yeah, when I do look in the mirror, I, I do have some some regrets and some shame and and some different things. Um, so, so let's talk into that and, and deep dive into it. Um, When I work with my clients, what I do is I kind of break uh, the whole self-confidence, all that self-esteem stuff. I break it down into three different categories because I think that it's important to figure out what the root cause of things are. It's easy to say, you know, oh, I I have a really good self-esteem, but then you have things holding you back and you're not identifying them and you're not realizing them and you're not getting the root cause. Or I have crappy self-esteem and I'm never going to succeed. But then, when we break it down like this, we're like, well, it's not that you have crappy self-esteem. It's just this one area um, you you do have self-esteem issues, and though that area is so powerful to you, it's holding you back. But everything else in your life is going pretty well. There are a lot of executives. There are a lot of business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. There are a lot of employees out there right now who who suffer from low self-esteem who suffer from shame who suffer from you know all all of the things that that make it to where we don't want to succeed or or we don't you know we don't think that we're worthy you know one of the easiest ways to identify if you you have low self-esteem is this is a little hack for you so if somebody does something nice for you and you do not want to accept it because you feel like you're putting them out so somebody buys you a gift and your first response is, Oh no, you don't have to do that. Uh, you're at dinner and somebody wants to, to pay the entire bill and you're like, Oh no, 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 I, I'll, I'll chip in. This is my half. You know, you're not actually thinking about anything. You're not thinking that you have low self esteem, but you're reacting like you're, you're reacting in a, in, in a negative way that you don't want this person to do something nice for you. And you're doing it on like this subconscious level that you don't even think about it. You just do it. Somebody, says, hey, you know what, uh, let's do this and I'll, I'll treat you. And you're like, no, 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 I can pay for myself. Or uh, somebody buys you a gift and you feel bad about it, that they, they went out of the way and bought you a gift. That's one of the surefire ways that you can do a self-diagnosis and think to myself, wow, you know, I've got, uh, I got some self-esteem issues. You know, does that mean that if somebody buys you stuff um, and, and does stuff nice for you and you don't feel that, That you don't have self-esteem? No, it doesn't. That just means that you can be a narcissistic dick at times and you like people doing things for you. That's not what I'm saying. That's a different episode. (laughs) But what it is, is a a healthy balance is is when someone does something nice for you and you're actually grateful for it. So if somebody does something nice for you and your first reaction is to say, wow, thank you so much. That that was very kind of you and and I, I really, really am appreciative of what you just did for me. And then you move on. That, that's a that's a healthy good way to realize that your self-esteem is very balanced and, and you know you got your good days and your bad days but overall you're pretty balanced and you feel worthy so worthiness is such a, a big thing because worthiness is is one of the secrets to self-esteem am I worthy you know do people think that I'm worthy of their gifts of their time of their talents am I worthy? To be in a relationship am I worthy to get this promotion that I want at work am I worthy that my family loves me you know these are the kind of things that that you really want that you know you, you think about um, at times so when these people do something nice for you and you just have that immediate reaction of gratitude and that you thank them that, that that's probably one of the most healthiest things that you can do. If people do something nice for you and you don't like them and you're just like, yeah, whatever. And you toss it to the side and you don't recognize that they went out of their way to make your day just a little bit more special. Again, that's a, that's a different episode, but you know, that, that comes down to the, just like I said, that narcissistic, selfish behavior and, and things like that. So, you know, we want to try and get away from that kind of stuff because it just doesn't serve humanity. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve anyone around you. Um, so, and a, a lot of times people get that way because they, because their self-esteem and self-confidence is so low that they'll turn off emotions. You know, I've got a couple of people I'm working with right now where, um, that's exactly it. You know, it's like emotions suck. So you know what? I'm not going to deal with them and I'm a better man because of it. Yeah. Right. Tick, 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 tick. You know, you're going to explode one day and I won't be there to help you. So we got to get this shit fixed now. Um, so when I start working with a client and when I I start helping, you know, get into their lives and trying to figure out, you know, what is it? What is it the root cause that we have here? Uh, what I do is I break it down into three different uh, categories. So for me, uh, a lot of my, a lot of things I do is browse around the number three for some reason, but i have always like three, three of this, three of that. But when it comes to this, I break it down into physical, emotional, and spiritual. So the way that I, that I've figured it out for me, or what works for me, what works for my clients is your self-esteem is your physical. That's your physical appearance. You know, how you look. How you know? How do I how do I look in, in, in clothes? How do I look naked? Um, you know, when I look into the mirror to get out of the shower, am I pleased with my body or do I pick it apart? Uh, am I an athlete or am I a sedentary person who sits all the time, doesn't do anything, doesn't exercise? I have a lot of body fat. Uh, do I have muscle? Do I not have muscle? Do I consider myself ugly? You know, all all these things uh, come into the physical self esteem. Then I break down into the emotional part. So the emotional part I call self-confidence. You know, I just link self-confidence to your emotional. So how confident are you? How confident are you to walk up to a stranger in a bar and just start talking? How confident are you to apply for a job that you really want or apply for a promotion? How confident are you to stand up for yourself? Uh, because you know that it's the right thing to do because you're emotionally strong Um, and you're worthy and you you recognize the fact that you are worthy of such great things so you have this self-confidence you could you walk into a room and you command it those those kind of things and then the third portion is your spirit spiritual your spirituality this is your self-love this is your connection to whatever belief system that you have you know when i was growing up it was like you know spirituality was just always religion today it means so many so many different things you know spirituality can be that you know the universe uh spirituality in in different religions uh one religion a core religion um spirituality can be just a, a love of yourself a belief in yourself whatever your higher power is whatever your connection is you know is it your higher being? Is it a tree? You know, is, is it flames? I mean, there are there are many, many different things that people link to what is spiritual. But it all comes down to love, you know, with your self-love. You know, do I love myself? Do I feel like I am connected to something more than myself? And this is this is my self-love, because if I can love myself, then I am worthy of other people loving me. And I'm worthy of that i'm connected to something in the universe that is more than me so so these are the the three things so self-esteem is physical self-confidence is emotional and self-love is spiritual so then what i do is i i ask the client i said so let's start with your physical yours your self-esteem so let's rank it from one to ten so ten being the highest So when you look in the mirror, do you think to yourself, wow, I, I look amazing. Uh, You know, I've got a 32 inch waist, I've I've got a 48 inch chest, you know, you know, just all all the different things. I got that perfect V going on or I'm average and I'm still love myself. You know, I don't have a lot of muscle growth. I'm kind of tall and skinny. I'm lanky um i'm not very very athletic but i like going on hikes and i like doing things and and when i you know, when i dress up i look great you know when i put on my clothes i, I look good um you, you know how you know for a lot of my female clients is do do you feel pretty when you when you look in the mirror and you put putting in your makeup do you feel that you do a good job that you really enjoy it or do you go without makeup what is what is your preference what is it like when it comes to your your self-esteem self-esteem the physical part do you like people taking pictures of you do you like yourself on a video do you use a lot of filters before you put anything out on social media do you have to take 19 pictures before you post something do you not post something because you're afraid of what people are going to say about you Ooh, i hit a button there that's a lot of people so this is the the physical, okay? What is it that other people think of me and how much do I let it affect me? You know, I work with a lot of again I work I've worked in the fitness industry for a long time so I work with bodybuilders, athletes, you know, pro competitors. Again, the top 1% of humanity at times when it comes to the gene pool. Holy cow, there's people that I that I work with that I'm like this is not fair. <laughs> you know, they have the looks, the personality, and they have the brains of like, this is not fair. <laughs> you know who you are when I'm, <laughs> uh, when you're listening to this. Um, but, but it, it's true. But then when they look in the mirror, because their abs are not super, super tight, or they, they don't feel that, you know, they might have a little poof or, or whatever, a little muffin top going over the side that is very minor minute. But they see it because judges see it in competitions. So instead of separating the fact of their everyday normal life with their body of being a competitor, they will let it ruin their self, um, self-esteem for themselves. They will let it ruin their physical self-esteem because someone is judging them saying, hey, you know what? You're not good enough because you have a poof or a little muffin top. Or you might have, you know, you, you might try out for sports and you're not selected because you're not fast enough. You're not agile enough. Um, you know, you, I, I had a friend of mine who was uh, cut from a rugby team once because he couldn't put his head down enough. He, he couldn't crouch. So they felt it was unsafe because he couldn't get into the proper position. So he was cut from the team. And it truly affected him to where he thought he was, a, a, he was weak and he, he couldn't do it. So it affected his physical self esteem because of that. Um, when, when in fact it wasn't, which is it wasn't the right thing for him, you know. But put a tennis racket in his hand, and and he's incredible. But but it's just this this little bit of people saying, you know, you're not good enough, you're not hot enough, you're not handsome enough. Um, sometimes when you break up, that's the one thing to say is, well, you know, you're not hot anyway, or, you know. And I've dealt with some asshole guys in the past as as my clients, and when they break up, and they're like, "Well, I didn't love you anyway because you were ugly." Why the fuck would you ever say that to a girl? If if you slept with a girl and you had a relationship with a girl and you love this girl, and then you get pissy and have a temper tantrum, fight, and you say, "Well, you were ugly," and I, that's the reason, that's such bullshit. You know, you, you're you're just being a, a child. Man up, and, and it it just comes down to stuff like that that you need to realize that you're. Your self-esteem, your physical self-esteem is, it's part of you and you own it. So there are ways to fix the things that you don't like about yourself. But there's also incredible ways for you to accept what's different and unique about yourself and not care what other people think. So so that's that's the difference right there. So when I start with someone, I say, okay, rank yourself one to ten. Self esteem. With five being average, one being low, ten being high. Most of the time I get anywhere from a four to a seven. Um and that that's like my that's like my average I get you know, eighty ninety percent of the time. Uh rarely do I have someone say they're over a seven, you know. Um Sometimes they'll 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 say they're a ten, but they don't mean it. They're just, oh, I'm a ten, I'm a ten, you know. But then I get to know them a couple weeks later, it's like, yeah, you know, you're no, you're no ten. You don't think yourself that way. You tell people you do. You you put on this big act that you're this incredible package of a of a person, both professionally and personally. But you're 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 scared inside, and you're not living your life's potential because you're scared. So I, I I'm very good at identifying that. So, I know when I'm doing this exercise with somebody whether they're being sincere or real or not because it, it's just it, it's easier for me to spot. It's something that I'm good at and I do, um, and I've got years of experience at it. So when people tell me they're between four, you know four or seven, um, we we move on to the next thing. It's like okay, so next is your emotional self confidence. So this is this is how you. Emotionally, how do you, how do you feel about about things? You know, are are you emotionally intelligent? Do you walk into a room and command the room? in, in a lot of ways, do you, do you circulate? Do you network? Do you get out there and talk about yourself? Do you put yourself out there? Uh, or even as an introvert, if if you're a pure introvert, you can still have a lot of self confidence. You just don't want to be you don't want to be in busy rooms and, and have a lot of people around you. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, people are... There's such a stigma that, you know, well, if you're an extrovert, you're popular. If you're an introvert, you're not. No, bullshit. There are a lot of incredible introverts in this world who get a bum rap because they just choose to do things quietly and alone and not be the center of attention under a spotlight. That That's a wonderful, wonderful thing to have. Don't ever, ever beat yourself up because you're an introvert versus an extrovert. And if you're an extrovert, don't make fun of introverts, man. I mean, we we're all here it's a yin and yang we're all here together to be more to help each other to do great things for each other to build this human race into something that is amazing and and you know to put someone else down for for their gifts is just it's it's wrong man think about it it's just wrong if you're living your life full of judgment for other people stop it it's just it makes no sense because your emotional self-confidence, if you're doing that, you're lacking it as well. If you can pick apart someone for their self-confidence or the way that they act, you're, like a lot of times you're just you know rebounding on your own, um, just from your own lacking. So when you are a strong, healthy, vibrant person who has strong self-confidence, who realizes that, hey, I'm good at what I do. I'm a good person. I'm in a relationship, or I'm looking for a relationship. I have kids versus or I want kids. you know all the, all these things of of hope and all these things of understanding and forgiveness and and all this range of emotions where you feel love and anger do, do you know that anger is such a healthy, healthy thing to have and And, and let me preface this. Anger is a healthy thing to have when you're self-confident because it's a trigger. When you use anger as a trigger, it will create some kind of action or some kind of momentum to do something good for you if you react to it in the correct way. Now if you live in a state of anger, that's that's not good. That's again that's another episode. <laughs> that's another podcast episode. No. But when you simply you when you run at your baseline and you're going back and forth and you're doing your day-to-day thing, And then all of a sudden something around you triggers anger and you react to it in a way that diffuses the situation or calms the situation or provides some kind of momentum for growth for a situation. Then that anger is a tool that you just use to make something better either in your life or in someone else's life. So never, ever be afraid that you get angry, just work towards making sure that you're using the anger as a trigger to do good versus to live in anger so that you constantly hurt people and pick people apart. And, you know, God, there's so many angry people right now, you know, the elections are a couple of weeks away and man, if you don't, if you don't agree with me, then you are my enemy, you know, and that is, that is living in a state of anger. I have friends who are both left and right, both I have friends who are Trump and Biden, you know, and, uh, and it, it, it's amazes me. And I, I can have these friendships because I respect their views. I respect everything about them that they view. Even if I disagree with it, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that I hate them. I just simply have clients and friends who are different than I am and I like to talk about it and I like to debate in a healthy way when when it's it's warranted or i like to ask about well explain this to me or you know this is how i feel you know and, and what do you think and just having this a wonderful talk about it and when you can have that kind of talk with somebody and you don't get angry to the point that it affects your friendship or that you feel like you need to it's going to ruin your day then that means that you have self confidence and you're emotionally strong you are emotionally intelligent You know, emotionally intelligent people have a way of affecting other people's emotions. If you are a true emotionally intelligent person, you can manipulate emotions and manipulate other people. If you're a dick, you can do it to get your own way and to make people do things for you and to make people feel a certain way or feel less than themselves because you're manipulating them. But if you have a high EQ and a high... um, Standards and, and you feel good about yourself, and you really care about people. You'll use these gifts to be a calming influence, to diffuse situations, to bring peace where chaos looms. So, so this is the the self confidence part. So when you feel that you're strong, and you feel that things that you've done in the past, you've forgiven yourself for. When you feel that you've you've hurt people. And you've apologized or you've hurt people and you you can't apologize but it was 15 years ago you can't get a hold of them but you learned a lesson from it so when you're when you're self-confident and you're trying to be emotionally strong did you do stuff in your past or in your youth that you're ashamed of do you focus on that shame and let it define who you are today 15 years later or do you simply say you know what I did the best that I could and made the best decision that was not a good decision at that time because I didn't know any better. I didn't have a proper support system that I needed. I didn't have personal power that I needed. um, I had very little that I was passionate about. I didn't understand. I didn't love myself. And it was easier for me to hurt you than it was to deal with my own pain. So that sucks that I did that. And I learned a valuable lesson that I'm never going to do again. Because I hurt you. That is very healthy. And that is a very good way to think about it. Because you're realizing and you're setting this hard boundary with yourself. That I treated this person horribly. I treated myself horribly. I treated my family horribly. Whatever you did, you can't take it back but you can learn from it. And when you learn from it like this, then you are building on something that is good. And you're you're basically defining yourself and setting integrity for yourself and setting these this thing that no one can take away from you because you're setting these hard boundaries within you that you know what, I am not going to hurt people. I am not going to do this. So when you have that ability, you have very strong emotional strength And that's where your self-confidence comes in because as you, as you rank yourself with self-confidence, so we're going to do the same thing. We're going to rank it one through 10 high, low. We're just going to be thinking about the different things with self-confidence of, am I a good person? Do I help others? Um, you know, do I forgive myself? Do I forgive others? Or do I, you know, again, do I like to hurt people? do i feel better when others suffer am i jealous when someone else succeeds that's a big one when you've got friends and and people that like if some if you got passed over for a promotion at work to someone that you think doesn't deserve it you've got some self-confidence issues you got some insecurities you've got all these things because you know, you're saying, well, you know, of course they got promoted. They're in a clique and they the boss likes them better, blah, blah, blah. You always make these excuses when, when something happens that you don't like around you. If you have low self-confidence. But if you have high self-confidence and you love yourself and you realize that, hey, this person got the position because your supervisor felt that they were better fit for the job then what you're going to do is you're going to realize, okay, so I didn't get it this time, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to try for the next promotion that comes available. And I'm going to try and figure out what it is that I didn't have that, that this person has that my boss saw so that I can improve on it. That's the difference. That's the difference of a mindset. You know, what is your mindset for your self-confidence? And again, same thing here. People generally will rank themselves anywhere from four to seven. For self confidence, you know, j- just just depending. So this let this, uh, I had a client the other day when he did it. He ranked, um, he ranked his self esteem as a five, and he ranked his self confidence as an eight. And then when we got the self love, which is the spiritual side of things, um, he ranked himself a three. You know, so we have a, a five and an eight and a three um, going down there. So, self-love. You know what? What is um, spiritual self-love? What What does that even mean? Well, the big thing about it is, you know, do you feel lonely? Do you feel like you're not connected to something bigger than yourself? A lot of people hate religions nowadays. I mean, you you, you go into any group of, of people and you talk about religion and you'll see it's like perfectly normal to just be like, Oh, religions. I hate religions. Religions are horrible. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and it's because they've been hurt for some reason by something with religions. Generally, you know, I I think one thing I deal with a lot is parents. You know, my parents were really religious, so I'm not going to be, uh, (laughs) you know, and, and it sucks because what that does is it, it takes away something very special. So whether it was a parent, a teacher, a friend, a TV, a, you, you know, a, whatever, whatever situation you were in, if it took your spirituality away, if it made you feel that you were just alone and there's, there's nothing to connect you to, to the universe, to God, to different religions, um, you, you know, or, or, or whatever, to, to nature, to your, your higher being. Uh, even to another person, to be able to take that away, then that just, that, that sucks that you gave someone that power. And again, this is, you gave someone your personal power because of this, because their their views on their religion was so extreme that you were told that you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, you couldn't do this. You're not a good person if you didn't do this. Um, so therefore, Because you you don't believe this, you don't believe what your parents, friends, or whoever thought. So therefore, it's bad, it's evil, you grew up with it, you don't want to go through it again, so you're going to denounce it. And I'm just going to be an atheist who believes in nothing, and when we die, we die. That's it. So, and I've been on the gambit of a lot of things. You know, my, my mother's side of my family was Church of Christ, my father's side of my family was Catholic... Um, you you're talking about two disparaging differences right there. Um, you, you know, I've been to confession a, 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 as Catholic. I, I've been in a church where I've been, you know, gay and, and told that you know, well, because you're gay, you you know, you don't belong here. Um, I, I went to Episcopal church. Uh, my husband is Episcopal, so I remember him coming to me one day and he's like, I don't like going to Catholic mass with you because I can't, um, you know. Take part of, of it, because I'm I'm not Catholic. But if you go to the Episcopal with me, you can take part with me. So I was like, well, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll go. And and we ended up going to an Episcopal church for years, uh, and it was it was great. You know, it was good for us. It was good for what we needed at the time. Um, but then I I you know it it's just I expanded more. Like for me, I like to I like to look at all the religions, and. I, I pull out the stuff that I like. I, I admit that wholeheartedly because to me, I think that religions are love. And I think that at times the Bible is, is a, a love letter from God, you, you know, and it's just basically saying, Hey, I love you. And this is it. However, when you get the the versions of things, when you get people coming in and rewriting stuff, you, you know, think about it. If somebody gave you a true script right now of something, and said here rewrite this with your version of what you think and then let's pass it on to to your grandkids you you know again it's going to be skewed on your beliefs rather than the pure things that it's intended so a lot of things that i believe when it comes to spirituality when it comes to different religions is is the beauty of, of the love in them there is so much love intertwined where people have lived throughout throughout the the written history, of the written word that we have for religions. You know wh- whether it's Catholicism, uh, Christianity, you know, you know Buddhism, Islam, all all these different things. There's so many beautiful pieces to it. But then there's the tainted pieces that people are using it for hate. Whenever anybody uses the Bible as a weapon, or you know, again, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a person who has a lot of knowledge and all the different things. I just know the, the basics of things. So, but you know, if they're using the Bible as a weapon, then they're not, they don't get it. And they're just trying to hurt anybody who says that the Bible says you can't do this. So you're going to burn in hell or fear the wrath of God is such bullshit. The, again, they have such low self love. They have such low self confidence. They have such low self esteem that they're using something that they read or something that they don't fully understand. And they're using it as a weapon to get you to live your life a certain way that they want you to live. And and I I disagree with that on such a cellular level. Um, It just, it, it boggles my mind that people feel that they could ever use religion for anything other than what it's meant to be, which is love. And there's so much love in the world. You know, we turn on the news and we don't see it. You know, again, there's so, there's so much censorship going on right now with, with a lot of things. There are so many things that are just being put out there. I think that all the bad stuff that we're seeing currently on TV is such a small portion of who humanity is. And I think there's so much good in the world and so much love in the world. And I'm not being a naive asshole by thinking this. I'm simply telling the truth that there are people in your life that you can think of right now who are amazing and and they're kind and they're wonderful and and you're sitting here thinking to yourself wow you know i do i I know some really good people well you know what you know way more of them than you know of people who are assholes and that's exactly it i mean 80 percent of the people in your life you you have in your life because they're good people that's what that's what's going on in the world right now. There's so many, there's so much good. There's so many people trying to make a difference, but they're, they're not loud enough and they're not in your face enough. So what it is, is you're just seeing the, the bad, you're seeing the people that are loud. You're seeing all the bad stuff going on, you know, when it comes to, to so many different things. And when you look at an organization or when you look at a, a political party, when you look at a, at a thing, you can't sit back and just say that they're all bad. It's, it's not, it's not true there's so many good a lot of times though people don't understand they don't have the you know they don't have the emotional knowledge or or the confidence or the personal power or the love to fully understand and they're just doing the best that they can right now and and i'm in hopes that as time goes by that they will start to expand and ascend and understand what this means but when it comes to your self-love your spirituality you're not you're not alone we're not alone we are all a part of each other you know you know energy there, there's so many proven scientific right now that energy does not die it simply transforms you know our bodies our energy our, our spirits our souls everything about us is energy so we simply transform into something differently and at the same time we're all connected and it, it really does mean that you know if i were to if i were to hurt you I'm i'm hurting myself you know people say that and they don't really they don't really get it but It's the truth that it comes down to, we're all connected in so many ways. We all need each other. We all need to rely on each other. We all need to realize that we're all here doing the same thing. And if we all worked together, if we all worked to make each other, to build each other up, and we could stop judging each other and stop having expectations that you need to live your life a certain way in order for me to like you, and then, it, 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 at the same time, whatever whatever it is with my life that I'm feeling that I live, I don't need to push that on you. If if I'm gay, I'm not going to f- say, "Hey, you need to be gay." or I'm not going to like you. I'm going to respect you, you that that you're straight. You know, if if you like to work out and I don't, I'm not going to condemn you for it. You know, if you support this president versus this president, I'm not going to condemn you for it. I'm just going to say, okay, that's that's how you believe. I respect you enough to respect your beliefs. However, I do not believe that way. That's a a wonderful conversation to have, and that's such an adult conversation to have, and it's such a conversation of enlightenment that you can have. But instead, if you feel that, well, because you don't agree with me, then you're wrong and you're evil, and I'm going to do everything I can to destroy you, eh, that's just... (laughs) This is such bullshit. You know, it it really is. So, so this person had the other day, he did a five for physical, eight for emotional, and three for spiritual. And I asked him about the three. I said, well, why, why is spiritual so low? He's like, oh, I just, I hate religion. I I hate it. I hate anything about it. Anytime mentioned, anytime anybody mentions religion to me, my skin crawls because I hate it so much. I'm like, why, why, why do you hate it so much? And he just talks about his childhood, you know, going to a church where it was just the church was just ridiculed him and judged him. And it wasn't just his parents. It was members of the church always telling him that he was not good enough, that he was different, that he wore clothes, that, you you know, he should have dressed better. He should have acted better. His grades weren't good enough. He wasn't a good enough athlete. And it it sounded, I mean, the way he described it, it just, he was from a small town and it just, It sucked. You know, everything that he, everything he went through as a child sucked, but because he went through five, six years of this and he's now in his forties. So he spent the last 20 some years denying and figuring out anything about himself and the connection and and anything to the universe or to God or to nature or, or whatever, to his higher being. He, he just closed all that off. And it made him a little bit callous. It made him a little bit dry. It made him a little bit not want to trust people. Very distrusting. It's ruined a few of his relationships because he'd meet someone and really like them. But then when he found out they were religious, he would just break up with them. So just just little things like that. Uh, well, not little things actually, but but things like that affected him. So I said, okay, so let, let's dive deep into this. So we, we went into some few, a few exercises and, and we worked out and we figured out what the root cause was, but if he's a five, eight and a three, you know, emotionally self confidence, he gave himself a five, but again, you know, he, he looks incredible. I mean, this guy could do male modeling if he wanted to, but because he doesn't feel like this, um, because he has such a low spiritual and then he thinks low physical, you know, he just, he doesn't feel like he's worthy of love. So he gave himself the five. So to me, I thought that because of the spiritual self love, that that was affecting his low score with his physical self-esteem. So we started working on it. We started talking. We've had a few sessions since then. Um, and they've been good. And we've done some exercises and just, it, it's funny because just during one 10 minute period of, of one, uh, one of our sessions, We started talking about, you know, just, just spirituality in itself and, and and what it means and what it means to be connected. Um, and you got, things got pretty emotional and things got very raw. Um, and there was some pain there that we helped identify and we talked about and we realized what the person, the people who did this to him, where they are now, what they're doing now. Um, and a couple of them have changed a couple of them. He doesn't talk to. And a couple of them are still as hardcore as nasty as ever. But when he realized, when we talked about this, and we realized that this is them, and they, you know, he basically gave them his power. Um, it, like I said, it was a very strong emotional moment, and um, you know, it it opened up the door to some possibilities that I don't think that he he thought six months ago he would ever explore. But now he's it. open and looking to explore something to see what it is that he can do in order to feel better about himself and to feel this connection so that he can trust people so so this was was a big eye-opener for him this is a great exercise for you because it just it it just really helps to identify so if you sit down and you write that you know one through ten you write three columns first column is self-esteem with physical second column is self-confidence with emotional third column is self-love with spiritual and you just you get that out and and you write it down and rank yourself one to ten figure out where you're low and then just just talk about it talk about it with someone you can dm me you you can message me email me anytime i, I say this on all my podcasts but hey if you say you know say hey dave uh, i'm doing really good on my Physical and spiritual, but on my emotional, I did a four. What can I do? Um, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll help you. Um, these kind of things. I mean, it, I, again, I'm making a. I'm making a conscious choice to help as many people as I can. So, I, I love getting your messages. I, I love seeing all these things that that come in. Um, in order to help heal, I, I have people do something. I call it the just the three stages to to help with your your self confidence your self-love and self-esteem but there's three stages that you can do <laughs> and two things actually one i i remember i had this pilot one time i worked with and he, he's so funny because i made him stand in front of a mirror and say i love you while looking into his eyes um and i wouldn't let him leave until he believed it so he's standing there in front of the mirror and he's looking at, at his in, in his eyes and just saying it you know, and he, he called me before he started and then called me. It was done. He was like, It took forever. <laughs> uh, but I was like, You're not leaving until you stand in front of the mirror and you say, I love you, I love you, I love you, and you can't leave until you freaking feel it. When you feel it inside of you, when you look into your eyes in that mirror and you've said, I love you 150 times over the last 20 minutes, and then when that last time you said it, you felt this spark of something within you that was like, "Wow, I, I I really do love myself." I got tingles up my spine. I feel connected. I feel empowered. That that's a good feeling. So so that's one exercise. Um, the I love you in front of the mirror. Um, the second exercise is. I just call it the three stages and there the, are the three stages to this. One is you, you say it. Okay. You say to yourself, I'm a good person. You say to yourself, I love myself. You say to my you say to yourself, I am handsome. I am pretty. Um, I am this, I am that. So you just say it, even if you don't believe it, you take the time every day to say, and you can write it in your journal you do it part of your morning meditation, your, your daily routine, whatever. I'm going to have a, podcast on routines and how important they are sometime in the future um but but i asked i ask my clients hey i want you to say this i want you to say it every day i want you to say these 20 things of how great you are of how wonderful you are and so they start doing that and they do it and they always they always text me when they're done you know i always get texts you know hey i did this whatever uh because again accountability so then the the second stage is when you say it and you feel it so this is an important stage because what it is is I've given you twenty things to say about yourself, and, and over the last two months you've said them every day. And then as you're starting to say things now, you're starting to feel that tingles, that that awe, that wonder. You're starting to feel that joy, that bliss, that renewal, that strength when you say certain words. I am pretty. I am a good person. I am worthy. You know, I am strong. I am healthy. I am nice. You know, I am confident. You're saying these things. And when you say them, you feel it. When you get to the stage where you can say it and feel it, that's a very good stage to be. It's still not where I want you to be, but it's progress and it's growth. And it's helping you to become Higher at ranking yourself with self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-love. Now the third stage. This is the cool one. I've given you twenty things to say. Over a couple months, you've you've done it every day. You say it, you feel it. But when you you know you reach the third stage, the top tier, the top stage. When you feel it. When you know it. And you don't have to say it. So the first stage is you say it. The second stage is you say it and you feel it. The third stage, you feel it. You know it. And you do not have to say it. So that right there is empowerment. It's your personal power. When you can get to that level, when you can feel these things, and you can feel it, on all three physical emotional and spiritual levels when you got the self-esteem self-confidence and self-love you it, it's it's incredible now i've been talking about this and i've just given you these two little simple hacks that that help people but I've, I've got i got many 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 more resources that i use to help my clients so again if you have any questions or if you feel that you are at precipice that things in your life are just you're not growing you're not expanding you're not who you know that you feel you should be right now something is holding you back again just reach out i'll I'll help as best that i can but it, it all comes down to are you worthy are you handsome are you strong are you creative are you peaceful and and when you feel that way Again, I am worthy. I forgive myself. I forgive others. I don't judge others. I especially don't judge myself. I have no expectations of others. I have no expectations of myself. When you say that, that doesn't mean that you don't want to expand and grow and be good and be a better person, do personal development. That's not what I'm saying. When I say don't have expectations for yourself, I'm saying don't have expectations of yourself that are going to hold you back. I have people that, you know, again, we'll, we'll go back to fitness. They, they want to diet. They want to gain, they want to lose weight, gain strength. They'll do it for a month. They freaking kill themselves for a month. They eat right. They diet. They do all these things. They get to the end of the 30 days. They're not where they want to be. They didn't meet the expectations of all the hard work that they just put in, so then they give up. Instead of realizing that they are better off and stronger and wiser and more fit than they were 30 days ago and being fucking grateful for that. They simply look in the mirror, look on the scale, look on the piece of paper and say, you know what? I didn't reach my goal. I didn't reach this expectation. So fuck it. It's not worth it. And I'm not going to do it. And that's just applies to fitness, but there are so many different things it, it, for every solopreneur, entrepreneur, you know, marketing, you know, all, all these different things that, that you you do in your life when you have expectations that you set for yourself and you judge yourself and you're not doing it. So you give up and you stop. You know, the measure, the measure of a person is literally not, not how many times you fail. It's how many times you give up. I have failed so much in my life. Oh my God. It it can be a joke sometimes. And it has been a joke. I don't care. I failed so many times and that's turned me into the person that I am today. Then it was all worth it because who I am today is someone that I love. I am my own best friend. I look in the mirror and I truly love myself. I feel this love and this good. I feel like I'm in a sense of awe. Do you know what it is for me to sit here and do a podcast with you? Do you know how much strength that I would, (laughs) I never would have done this. 10 years ago, 5 years ago, anything like this, to put myself out here like this, to feel like I was an authority on anything, because I was not, I did not feel good about myself. I lived the life of letting other people's judgments and expectations define who I was, because I gave away my personal power, because I did not love myself, because I did not do what I'm saying and teaching when everything that I'm doing here and coaching. So... I hope that you got something out of this. I really do. Um, thank you so much for listening to me, for taking the time out of your, your schedule to to listen to me. It, it really does make me feel honored. I do need to say that to you. I mean, when I, I've got captivated. I look at my analytics when I see it and I'm like, ooh, you know, nine people saw my podcast in the last few hours, you know, and then I look to see where that's coming from and I'm seeing other countries as well as the U.S. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, so if you're in another country, listening to me. Thank you. That, that's really cool. Um, that, that seriously, that, that really means a lot. I feel honored that you're listening to me and I'm hoping that I'm helping you. Um, and, uh, we'll go from there. If you want to reach out on, uh, let's see what I'm on Instagram. I'm Dave Shep consulting. My email is Dave at DaveShepconsulting.com. And then my website is DaveShepconsulting.com. So you guys have a great week and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks a lot.